This time, though, since the aliens are teeny tiny, the Looney Tunes choose to challenge them to basketball. Just like the Louisiana Purchase. Does this... Does my love for this kind of media explain my gambling problem? No, it just explains my historical knowledge. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I completely forgot that we we won Louisiana with a sick dunking contest. Uh, five on five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Suffering cinema. <laughs> we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. I don't play basketball anymore. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Dave? Well, this month we are looking to the stars because our theme is don't get probed. When they come for you, you need to duck and dodge out of the way because it's, it's, it's going to be a bad time if you don't. Last week, we watched Psycho Goreman, which was aptly titled. He was psycho. There was a <laughs> lot of gore. Man. He was a man, question mark? Yep. Gender had not been established. Let's not put that evil on him. He did like his hunky boys. He's, he, he liked did his, love hunky, his boys, hunky boys, and he he liked the name by the end of the film. So yeah, Psycho Gorman. Casey, uh, this week though we have to close out the month. What did you bring for us to watch? From 1996, every child's personality that summer, <laughs> or well, no, that <laughs> November, Space Jam, man. <laughs> Uptick and everybody trying out for basketball. Yeah. And so, so many of us should not have. The no. only, there are two reasons that I know anything about basketball. One is Space Jam and the other is NBA Jam. So. <laughs> Both jams. Yeah. I right. love that for you. Right. Mine that, is that only is Space Jam. All of my sources of basketball knowledge. So I am now, I assume, an expert on the field. Referring to anything as a jam was a great way to get 11-year-old kids on board in the 90s. All of us obviously watched this many moons ago. I don't think any of us have watched it probably since the 90s? Question I don't think so, but a lot of times in the 90s. That was a rough couple of years for adults, I assume. Yeah, I I feel just terrible for everyone in my household. I'm pretty sure this is one of the videos (laughs) we owned on VHS, and... God, I did not think about how absolutely 90s its soundtrack is in a while. I we'll got to be that. honest, I did not watch this a lot in my own home. I was subjected to it at other people's houses, but I wasn't super do- – I don't remember being, like, s- crazed for Space Jam. Man, I, I know I owned the soundtrack. So between my sister oh, and, yes. and, <laughs> and, and Come On and Slam echoing out of my bedroom, come I don't know how my parents made it out of the 90s do. alive. Yeah, okay. I said nothing about the soundtrack. I had this in Jock Jams on fucking oh, rotate man. on my and- three-disc changer. <laughs> Probably the other one going in and out of there, Black Street, another level. Mm-hmm. No, th- th- that's good. Jock Jams and Space Jam are, th- th- that Venn diagram crosses a fair amount there. And those are the sorts of music that I was super into as well. So I get you. In any event, 
Casey, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. We all know that you don't golf, but you're at the clubhouse while your friends are out hitting a few around. You did the smart thing and just started drinking. Duh. Then I don't even have to drive the cart. While washing your hands from the bathroom, suddenly a paw pops out of the sink, grabs your wrist, and pulls you down into the cartoon world underneath the earth. Blech. In the 10 seconds before you're spit out next to Bugs Bunny, sell us on this movie. Michael Jordan saves the Looney Tunes for all the wrong reasons, proving everything he does is for himself. Come for the sexy bunny, stay in horny jail. Eight seconds. <laughs> God. I was dreading the horny bunny, and it was worse than I remembered. Was it really? Oh, do, man. Yeah. Do what a take. you think? The artist that first drew Lula, the artist that first drew Lola Bunny, had any idea the avalanche they just the timing between that and the internet at the same time. There's a dotted line that leads straight to furries from this. <laughs> if we want to make sense of Casey's hot takes, we're gonna to need to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Michael Jordan has retired from basketball and is now playing baseball in the minor leagues. And, well, I'm sure that in 2023, everybody knows how that all went. Yeah, thankfully, the film, much like history, depicts his career as it was and not particularly fondly. Meanwhile, in space somewhere, cartoon aliens have a declining amusement park called, get this, Moron Mountain. Moron Mountain. Oh, very subtle, WB. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Certainly not your primary competitor with a magic oh, mountain. Oh, that one over my head. Oh, really? Come on. All right, well, so the plan to save Moron Mountain is to abduct the Looney Tunes and enslave them to perform for corporate profits. So, when the aliens show up, the Looney Tunes challenge them to a single contest with the freedom of the Looney Tunes at stake. Uh, just like at the end of Psycho Gorman, now that I think about it. <laughs> this time, though, since the aliens are really teeny tiny, the Looney Tunes decide to challenge them to basketball. Does my love for this kind of media explain my gambling problem? No, but, you know, probably doesn't help. Does it explain Michael's? Uh... Oh, I got comments on that. The aliens, they've got a trick up their sleeve. They steal talent from five top NBA players, which transforms them into monstrous creatures that are great at fucking basketball. Looks like the Looney Tunes just lost to the Monstars. Oh, because they're monsters and they're stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. And they're from uh -huh. the stars. Yeah, you got it. It's a multifaceted play on words. They're deep thinkers and great basketball players. William Shakespeare. And Shatner's. Shakespeare Shatner's. Everybody knows this. Shatspears, obviously. Damn it. How did I miss Shatspears? God damn it. Damn oh. it. Needing a bit of help, Bugs Bunny drags Michael Jordan from a golfing game down into Toon Land. This man handles the situation extremely well, all things Oh, considered. we're going to fucking talk about no that. he has no fucking personality or sense of humor. <laughs> No, he wasn't playing the, the straight man. He was just himself. After some brief cajoling, and because the baseball team's annoying publicist shows up, Michael agrees to help even though he's a baseball player now and wants to pretend that like he doesn't <laughs> even know how basketball works. <laughs> no! It's annoying. I'm going to bitch about it later. 
The Monstars are going to struggle against the Toon Squad now that they got MJ. The first half of the game, the floor is mopped with the Toon Squad. During halftime, the publicist reveals that the Monstars got their power by stealing NBA talent. Jordan takes another bet that if the Toon Squad wins, the Monstars will have to give the talent back that they stole, but if they lose, they get Michael Jordan as a slave. How many bets are we already in this movie? We're, we're two, I guess. Either way, they're not going to need to worry about that bet because Bugs tricks the other Toons into drinking water that they think is Jordan's secret sauce. It's like a steroid thing. Yeah, I don't love the implication. (laughs) The implication. The steroids were in you all along. So with only seconds to go, it comes down to the last play. The Toon Squad gets it to Jordan as the clock runs down. Jordan leaps into the air, but is blocked by the Monstars. Reminded of Bugs' words that everything is cartoon rules, Michael stretches his arm out and drops the ball in just before the buzzer to win the game. Michael returns the talent to the NBA players, and the aliens join the Looney Tunes in a marketing push that just never quite panned out. Well, since he's the main human in the film, I think we should start Space Jam, which would be nothing without Michael Georgina Jordan. The movie opens up with a young (laughs) Michael playing basketball in his backyard, and his dad coming on being like, hey, buddy. It's time for bed. And he's like, oh, dad, can I just have one more, please? And his dad's like, well, I guess. Point of and order. He, he, he's not saying it's time for bed. He says it's after midnight. And Michael's what, like eight at this point? Maybe nine. Yeah. So let's put a pin right here. I had feelings about this because this is supposed to be 19, like 60 or 76. 73. Which would make his dad when? 1973. 1973. So let's say his dad's 30, okay? Mm-hmm. So his dad's born in 1943. He's a little bit older than my parents. Mm-hmm. He's, like, in between that generation between my grandparents and my parents. The vibe I've gotten from everyone that's grown up in that era is if your dad comes outside and's like, hey, it's after midnight, get the fuck in the house, and you're like, mm, one more, you get knocked the fuck out and drug into the house. <laughs> Basically, what everybody said their childhood was growing up, because like '40s dads didn't fuck around. That's true. '40s dads had a lot going on. That's true. But throughout this entire sequence of little baby Michael dreaming about one day being a basketball and baseball phenom, he does not miss a single goddamn bucket. The entire true. just drains every single shot he takes. Yeah, his dad wants to beat the shit out of him, but you don't kill the golden goose. <laughs> Second question. I don't nothing about Michael Jordan or his life. I guess I should have called my stepdad before this podcast. But like, was his dad like a Joe Jackson? Like, was he like, hey, buddy, it's after midnight. You've only got four more hours of practice. You get 30 minutes of sleep and it's off to school. My little golden goose and Joe Jackson beat the shit out of his golden goose. All of his geese. Let me have a a go at the film because what his what Michael's father says is, hey, son, it's after midnight. You should be sleeping. And he says, I can't. And he said, I know your mother and I either because you're playing basketball. And when he says that, 
He says that wearing pants with a belt on and shoes yeah. and a, sh- a undershirt, a wife beater, an, a, a button-up shirt over that. That's unbuttoned, at least. But it's not like, I just rolled out of bed. It's, I just got out of work. So fuck you. You were not in bed. It's after six. What is he, a farmer? <laughs> He's a 40s man. He is always ready to work. He doesn't lay in bed to sleep. He sleeps at the kitchen table. He was in his full pajamas with comical long cap. <laughs> but he fully dressed before leaving his bedroom as respectable yes. adults do. Respectable. <laughs> The problem with the youth today is they don't put on a three-piece suit to take out the garbage. No respect for everyone else in the neighborhood. We are are right on the cusp of the era where you needed, like, suspenders and a jacket to leave the house at all times, so... Oh, I'm sorry. His dad was wearing suspenders, not a belt. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I expected the belt to be in his hand because he had to tell his kid twice to get the fuck in the house. Yeah. I was more upset by the court that they had MJ playing on because they wanted to like vaguely imply destitution of some sort to it, (laughs) but it was just a totally normal court that they made everything really dusty on and then stuck some weird trash behind. I'm so glad that you brought up his like, oh, I grew up poor. So let me... (laughs) This is my she's not six months pregnant moment moment already already is shortly thereafter. We see Michael Jordan going to baseball games, not doing well. Newman from Seinfeld is following him around everywhere (laughs) and driving him home. And Newman drops him off in front of his house. His house, which is just a little. Modest brick two-story in a nice neighborhood with a perfectly manicured lawn and a nanny and a dog named Charles, which I assume's last name is Barkley. <laughs> I know, and right? He goes in and sees his three kids and blah, blah, blah. Here's my fucking problem. It is 1996. I googled what house he was living in in 1996, <laughs> and it has a fucking gate. With the number 23 on it. Yeah, that checks out. He's not near any of his neighbors. His neighbors can't help him or wave to him as they're driving by. Okay, fuck you, Warner Brothers, to try to make Michael Jordan likable. Nobody likes him. Well, nobody likes him. I think it was. Are you uh, kidding me? It's I, the he 90s. doesn't care. Everybody, everybody worships Jordan. Everybody loves him. Yeah, everybody but he's loves him. Like, he's never once been likable. Yeah, he, he doesn't need yes. to be likable. They worship him. Games. Nobody likes him. It's not even about winning games, but winning games helps. Michael Jordan is the first athlete that was promoted at that level and he was incredibly successfully promoted at that level he was a cultural icon for a decade not likable he's not a likable guy if he was meh at basketball no one would fucking talk about him because probably no personality Probably. No sense of humor. But that's not the world we live in. He's a fucking star. He can be popular, but not likable. Oh, absolutely. For many, many reasons. But I think they I think they had to give him the like shittier version of his house more so just because they couldn't show him leaving his minor league game and then going home to his Jay-Z baller. (laughs) 
<laughs> being sad in his fucking huge mansion. Right, like, like oh, oh, I sucked at the game and my kid watched it on the news in my personal fucking theater that I have. But yeah, the, uh, the opening credits for this movie... It's been a long time since I've watched this, and there's good things and bad things to say about Space Jam and Hull, but the opening credits are just, it feels like two marketing agencies reenacting a Reese's commercial. (laughs) Oh no, you got Bulls Fever in my cartoon merchandising. You got cartoon merchandising in my Bulls Fever. Like, both of them had run out of customers, and just... How could we expand? Yeah. Okay, we've run out of dads to market bull, to market bulls merchandise to. Maybe we gotta convince dad it's gonna be a basketball movie and not a cartoon movie. But maybe if we sew some jerseys onto Bugs Bunny dolls, we can sell them another one. <laughs> so allegedly, this film came out of a commercial really? that was done years before that. And Warner Brothers at first was like, we don't want to modernize Bugs Bunny and put him in like modern basketball shorts and blah, blah, blah. But it was so fucking popular. That's when they're like, maybe we could do a movie. This is a big fucking commercial. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely I mean, yes, a giant but it, it originated from a different commercial, uh, which I think is magical and special. Not the worst movie to come out of a commercial. That I've ever seen. No. Not the best. And I'll also stand behind Battleship because I fucking loved that movie. You did. You did. Loved that movie. I was actually thinking Ernest, but that works too. Okay. What was your favorite? So Michael Jordan is complaining about losing a baseball game. Mm -hmm. He's got to go to his shitty, modest mother-in-law apartment of a house that's barely big enough to, I mean, there's only like one floor for two people in it. It's disgusting. We're also supposed to feel bad for him because he could be a great baseball player because everyone's kissing his ass and the catcher is literally telling him the pitches that are coming and he refuses to listen to him. Just another point of Michael Jordan being a stubborn, not good team player. Yeah, straight up telling him. You're a bad team player. Straight up telling him, oh, fastball outside, swing on it, curveball, don't swing. Which, another thing, you know, I was 11 when this came out, went right over my head, but watching it now in 2023, maybe if you're dealing with persistent rumors that you are uh, leaving basketball and playing baseball as an unofficial punishment for illegal gambling, don't make a movie that shows you fixing games in baseball. <laughs> yes! Thank you! I'm like, mm. I don't know if this was the right tone to put in this movie. <laughs> I don't get what's what's wrong with it. Yeah, honestly, this is definitely if he was just betting on himself in basketball, that's just smart money. That's that was yeah. nothing. This is actually malicious. Dave, what's your favorite joke? Just pick one. Man, I, honestly, the only jokes that I really liked were the ones that it was just the Looney Tunes being Looney Tunes. Daffy Duck's okay. fucking hilarious. So any of the jokes where Daffy Duck was just doing shit or any of the like when the Monstar breathes fire on Foghorn Leghorn and he says, oh, did you order regular or extra crispy? That was a great joke. It was some classic Looney Tunes bit. Loved it. Yeah. Mine, I went with real world people. I really like the joke when all the basketball players who've had their powers stripped of them have gone to the doctor and they've gone. Where else did they go? 
Oh, they get a oh, psych evaluation. Second. They've and gone they to the to doctor. They've gone to the mental hospital. Then they go to a psychic in which she reveals the entire plot to the movie. Saying <laughs> that Michael Jordan had been kidnapped by the Looney Tunes who are under duress from aliens and blah, blah, blah. And they stole your powers from you. And then Muggsy Bogues is like, we're out of here, guys. Let's go to let's go do acupuncture. Like probably going to get like some Reiki done next. I love Muggsy Bogues. I love his alternative medicine. I love everything about the man. And sitting from the position of 2023, my favorite joke in the film is when the NBA stops all games on the account of five players mysteriously getting sick because they are concerned about the health of the NBA players. See COVID-19. <laughs> ah, that was a just great joke. If players got sick, oh. they would shut it all oh, down. Oh, yeah, they'd just guys. shut it down. I mean, this is also Profits after they've damned. shown us NBA teams refusing to even go into their dressing rooms and get changed. So, like, yeah. yeah, okay, it was your idea, commissioner, I guess, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> One of the, I, the, my favorite part of the film is the cartoonish play on basketball that we get at the end where they like, uh, a monster's going to dunk and Wiley E. Coyote rigs the backboard with explosives. So it blows him up and he can't, you know, it's, it's effectively a block. All right. I loved that. So I kind of wanted a, a video game version of basketball like this with the cartoons and the explosions. And Where you can that'd be a lot stretch of fun. Armstrong, Michael yeah. Jordan. And also, why did that upset me so, so much when that <laughs> arm thing happened? It was almost as bad as when he first meets the Monstars and they squish him into a basketball and are bouncing around <laughs> and throwing him to each other. Yeah. And all I could think was lawnmower man crawled so you could walk Michael Jordan, but you're never gonna acknowledge that, are you? Yeah, Michael Jordan getting squished into a basketball and dribbled around was some Hellraiser bullshit, and I did not yes. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> cursed. Uh, anytime the Looney Tunes interacted with the real world, funny. Anytime the real world was interacting with the Looney Tunes, yes. horrifying cursed imagery. Yeah. Horrifying, it didn't age well unintentional nightmare fuel okay i have a question because this kind of bothered me watching the movie so cartoon land is actually the core of our earth and is what is keeping our planet warm um yeah according to this film yeah but also science cartoon yeah, land that religion sure is outside of the earth too in space like behind our moon so right the behind freaks. the moon. Everything else is cartoons, and we're the weirdos for not being cartoons. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I assume the sun in the Looney Tunes sky is what heats our Earth's core. It must be a really weak star. Yeah, I, I'm, I, at least I appreciate that Space Jam at no point tries to explain the physics of its universe to us, but there is the Warner Brothers sealed... Uh, cartoon land in the center of the or you know deep under the earth at some point and also out in space and we can just go there and interact with it which raises a whole lot of questions for me i, I mean didn't the animaniacs tell us that we could just go to the wb lot and interact with them there as well though like, <laughs> yeah yeah 
you know, the WB was really fast and loose with where they existed in connection to the physical plane. Stalk us. We don't care. <laughs> so I have a, a headcanon on this movie, and it's not any in any way supported by the actual film that we watched. It just makes me happy. Um, Good. And that's that I believe that uh, Bill Murray was not supposed to be in the film, and he just showed <laughs> up on the day insisting that he play golf with Michael Jordan. And you guys then, can or, film it if you want. Yeah. He was All, actually just golfing. golfing. Yeah, already wearing the umbrella hat that he's wearing Absolutely. in the film. Yeah, yeah. Because Bill Murray just walks around like that sometimes. Bill Murray saved this movie for me. Bill Murray just showing up when he wants to, doing into whatever scene he wants to, and they just have to figure it out. Which brings me to... Knowing what we know now about green screen and animation, I see this movie in a really creepy light because Michael Jordan is recording most of this movie by himself in a green, like behind a green screen. That's why he looks so fucking awkward. He is literally just talking to himself. Yeah, for most absolutely. of the movie. And it's and this is 1996. We have not only is green screen in its infancy, but just the craft of shooting in green screen and understanding how right. to get the best performance out of that. We're still decades away from The Hobbit, and that movie nearly fucking made Surrey and McKellen cry. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised we got as good of a performance out of MJ in the sea of green that he was performing in as we did, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of impressed. I, let me backpedal a bit and go, eh, he did okay. I imagine that must be very, very awkward for a seasoned actor, much less yeah, a seasoned baseball I, player. For to be told to that for somebody who is not an actor, to be told to act and also direct all of your lines towards this tennis ball on a stick as though it is a character. <laughs> that can't be easy. Okay, Are you talking we, about the cartoons had, or the kids? <laughs> We've had chroma key for a long time. I think since like the seventies. It is definitely a, um, an interesting idea, though. I I'm with you. I don't know what it would be like to try and act all by myself, talking to a tennis ball and and trying to emote in, especially when that obviously isn't his primary career. Um, you definitely didn't. Acting wasn't another right. win the for you there, Michael. The man's not a good actor with real people. <laughs> right. Like, all of his scenes alongside Bill Murray, Bill Murray is, like, visibly pulling him through the scene. Yes, yes, yeah. Bill Even... Murray, I don't feel like acted at all in this. He just was Bill Murray. It feels like you're watching, like, uh, like a community theater uh, improv class where the instructor is like physically <laughs> yes anding the other person all the way through the scene. <laughs> Larry Bird is fine though. Cause Larry Bird's Bugsy the third Bugsy golfer and he's good. fine. Yeah. I, of, of the basketball players. I mean, I like Chuck Charles Barkley is, um is a hoop, but Muggsy Bogues is my favorite of those five. Also, Larry Bird is not fine because he doesn't trash talk anyone. And what is the point <laughs> of you if you're not doing that, Larry? 
I don't think they would let him. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that was a. Mm, uh-uh. Well, he does trash talk Bill Murray the whole time and tell him that he's never going to make it that stage at, at basketball. That's true. Which I guess. And, and he's also remarkably blasé about watching MJ get sucked into the earth and disappearing. He just oh, yeah. continues with his golf game. Right. Oh, shit. Actually, let's add that down as my favorite joke of the movie. After MJ gets sucked into the hole, into the middle of the earth, uh, Bill Murray says, Larry, I'm going to put us both down for twos on that hole. We were in the position to putt. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, no, that is the best joke in there. And I agree 100%. It's one of those of you just got to say fuck it and move on. What are you going to do? You're incredible, and unfortunately, I'm going to treat every movie you're in as though it is your character in Zombieland. (laughs) Specifically just you showing up apropos of nothing. Uh, Another thing that reminded me of is when MJ does first show up in Toonland, he takes it remarkably well. I can't imagine being pulled into a fucking cartoon and being as chill as that motherfucker is. Because you can feel fear. He <laughs> Again, I don't know how many times I have to. Not all psychopaths are violent. Some of them own Sunbeam. Some of them are Michael Jordan. That's true. I guess, look at it this way. He has been Michael Jordan his entire life. That's true. Yeah. He has had incredibly powerful people just desperately begging and pleading him to come work for them since he was, what, 14? Yeah. Why Probably. wouldn't, at this know. point, strange other dimensional creatures also be after him for the same thing? <laughs> this is just like every college and then NBA team and then shoe company that showed up at his parents' house begging him to sign on for them. We're not going to get through this podcast without bringing up why do we make sexy bunny characters? We didn't do it for Babs Bunny. Babs wasn't sexy. She was Wait. when she needed to be. Babs was what? Buster's one? sister. Buster and uh, Buster Bunny, Babs Bunny, no relation. I think I think, Tiny well, Tunes. So yeah, it was Tiny yeah. Tunes. That's not Looney Tunes, though, right? And Tiny I Tunes know, are. I know, but like- I'm saying it's proving that they can make a female character that isn't sexy. That's a counterpart to the male character. Let me ask you a question. And Rugrats, is Angelica sexy? No, they okay. didn't hypersexualize her. Yeah. She's so, not always arching her fucking back and sticking her ass out and like pointing her butthole at the camera. Because when <laughs> she went to go, Ben, when Bugs Bunny takes a, a hit for her, she like lays down to check on him and is like, oops, I'm like posed like Kim K by the beach. Oh, yeah. Hey. She's super horny for him now that he took the hit for her. She's a dangerous yeah, lot, like Marty McFly. Even mom. in the, even in the background shot where she's in the background, she's always like arch back, ooh, arch back, boobs out, butt out. It, no, yeah, they, they didn't do that to Angelica. Somebody, whoever did the character design for Lola Bunny was a little too into it. Oh yeah, he discovered I don't anime and was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Here's what. Yes. Here's here's where I disagree with you, Casey. I think they do have to because 
I that's the only explanation for why they do it every fucking time. The difference that you're noting is because they're representing children, and there is at least some modicum of decency applied toward children. But the second that it's not a child, not an adult, but not a child, then it's free reign to go sexual on it. And also, that's like, fair. I will just. Just uh, there's no need for the shame at this point. As someone who was 11 when this movie came out, it worked. Lola, and yeah, unfortunately, some very confusing feelings. Yeah, yeah. I dodged. I hate having boy, a childhood. But many of my peers did not. So. <laughs> I'm fallen in battle. Wait, I, I thought that was a thing for us millennials. Aren't we all um, furries? No, no honestly, it looks expensive. Um, it looks expensive. I don't want to pay for a custom. Yeah. Outfit. I, mean, I that's do like know a couple. Thousands of dollars. The fact that we're millennials and Jay, that you and I work in IT and are not furries, we are increasingly dodging. Yeah, you guys point. are like unicorns. We're getting more what? and more. I, uh, IT professionals, the furry incidence goes up even more than that. Actually, there's spend um, a lot of time on a computer. You there, see things. There's you get a confusing feelings. There's a there's a not a joke that if you were to set off a bomb at the right furry convention, the internet would stop working within three months. <laughs> oh no! We gotta protect these people. <laughs> yeah. All right, we need to wrap this up. So I'm gonna ask the question that we do every week. Jay, let's kick it off with you from 1996. Come on and slam. Welcome you, you to the jam. jam. Welcome? Space Jam, would you watch it again? Man, I'm glad that you brought that song up because there it, parts in this movie, it gets a little slow and I get a little drifting away and then the music comes on and I'm I'm it bangs. I love it. I'm in. I'm hooked. And I really had a lot of fun with the NBA, the the monstrous animated comical NBA playing the when they're playing basketball it was a lot of fun I find myself strangely attracted to that however the movie overall like it's not terribly funny I did love Bill Murray showing up in it I didn't have the most fun with it and I think it's something that probably just should remain buried in my past so no I'm not gonna watch Space Jam again but Casey what about you would you watch it again so there were a few things I love hated in this movie. Like number one, Michael Jordan's children have no qualms with helping people steal his shit. Yeah. And this is great information to have. Um, they absolutely help Bugs and Daffy loot their dad's office. Hey, don't forget his gold watch. Um, love hated that. Love hated that they tried to make Michael Jordan more down to earth or likable by putting him in a little fucking two story tiny house on a tiny lot. Ugh, L O fucking L. But this movie did drag sometimes. I was like, mm, what's Instagram doing? I don't think I can look at this right now. It was super cringy. Newman was Newman, which is absolutely terrible and painful for me to watch. Um, Bill Murray is a light. Muggsy Bogues is a light in this world. But no, no, I can't. Ooh. I can't. It should stay in the past. I I will get the soundtrack and I'll look for it today on Spotify. But no, no, I can't do this again. Dave, how about you? 
You loved this movie in 1996. Do you love it as much in 2023? Space Jam. Would you watch it again? Man, I really did love this movie in 1996. Um, Newman, I'm sorry that you were so iconic on TV, but it has just, Seinfeld has ruined you and everything else for me. The moment you step on screen, I'm just glaring and shouting, Newman! I'm sorry, you're ruined in everything forever. I, I really loved Space Jam when it came out. I was really excited to watch this again. And then I was watching it. All I was thinking was, man, this soundtrack slaps. And I really want to just go watch Looney Tunes right now. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the parts of this movie that I enjoy are just the Looney Tunes jokes that would be better in just the original Looney Tunes cartoons. And I can just download the soundtrack on YouTube Music. And in fact, already did. So, nice. no, I'm not going to watch Space Jam again. This horrible commercial of a film should have been left to nostalgia. I'm just going to watch Looney Tunes and listen to the Space Jam soundtrack. Okay, quick question. Would all of you be opening open to watching the new Space Jam with LeBron? Who is a better actor? I mean, actor. it really can't be worse. Yeah, he's a better actor than Jordan. Well, this is shitty cinema, so... Well, yeah, right? Like, might, was, might as well make me eat those words. But that is it, the original Space Jam, despite us being clearly the target demographic, zero out of three of us are gonna take the nostalgia bait and watch it again. But that is it for Don't Get Probed Month. I hope y'all have been protecting your buttholes because we have successfully dodged the probes for five weeks in a row. Now we need to move on to a new month and a new theme. Casey, what are we gonna be watching next month? So let's shift from this part of my childhood to what I actually did in my childhood, which was fucking read a lot because that was safe and you couldn't get hurt doing it. Thanks, Mom. We're going to be celebrating Bookworm Month, where all your favorite books are ruined and turned into movies. I decided to pick a film that I hadn't, the first time I watched it, I hadn't read the book. And I was so enamored with the back lore. I made you guys explain the movie to me the whole time I watched it. We are watching Dune. Oh no. Oh yeah. I'm I'm sorry in advance, but I'm in too deep to be objective. I have a feeling I already know what everyone's gonna vote for next week, but maybe not. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Well, don't lose your place. Follow us on Instagram at Casey.cinema, like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. I don't know, maybe throw towards our college fund on Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, help some cartoon characters rob our dad, and then maybe grab something for ourselves while we're in there. Huh?